Uh, my name's Sean Custer. I was raised with an addict father. Um, he was always drunk or under the influence of uh, marijuana. Come home hours late from work drunk. Um, so that was my cue to go and uh, go hide. I was definitely scared of my dad. He was very physically, mentally, and verbally abusive. And then I remember I took my first drink when I was 13 years old. And I didn't realize the later of life, you know, like how addictive it was. I started stealing pot from my dad, started stealing alcohol, selling the weed that I got from my dad for money so I could buy out more alcohol. Got a job for like six months. Then I ended up, you know, getting fired because I was stole money from the till at work so I could buy um, alcohol. I decided to move to Everett um, area. Um, <clears throat> started partying in a four bedroom house with uh, a friend at high school that moved to the area. And then about shortly after that, when I was like 22, um, I got married. Son had a son was born. Yeah, I was definitely not a parent. Um, just going to work, just be like the same person that I thought I would never would be, like my dad. Um, being physically and verbally abusive to my wife, my son. So eventually, you know, she wanted a divorce. Eventually was living in this house and uh, we went and closed the bar one night and uh, um, I don't remember getting in the car. I blacked out and they were driving down this back road um, into this Rubatino garbage can lot. It was like, you know, they were going like 80 miles an hour, hit the first one. And I got ejected from the back seat um, and landed in the second can. Um, a skull fracture for compressed discs in my back. Um, my bladder was punctured on impact. And then I woke up from that surgery and my mom and dad and my brother were sitting right next to the bed. And I hadn't seen them in 15 years. So I finally just got to the point, it's like, I just asked God for help. Like, I said, God, what can you do for me? Like, I need help. The next morning, um, I got picked up and they drove me adulting challenge. So I just surrendered to God. I started, you know, memorizing my Bible verses, started, you know, having like a real like life, like brothers, like people that actually care about me. We're just talking about Jesus and learning, you know, what God has done for me. He saved my life. He passes the past and I just moving forward with my life. Three weeks later, I got baptized. Um, he's gave me hope and strength to overcome. God has been so good to me. All I have to do is say yes to him. That's all I had to do was say yes. We are so glad to be here this morning. Um, we're with, I'm with Adult and Teen Challenge, uh, but I can also say that really this is a homecoming. Um, I, uh, my name is Russ Tapero, and I grew up around here. Uh, in fact, I'm a North Thurston Ram, class of 89. Come on, Thurston, there we go. Phil Rasmussen and I sang in choir together in high school, and this guy's one of my dear friends. And I walk in the front door, I wonder if I'm gonna know anybody. Philip! So give him a big hug, and I'm so glad my brother to see you here. I uh, also have my wife here who happened to go to Tumwater, but she's here, Jennifer, over here on the side. <laughs> Class of 91. So 
We grew up at Evergreen Christian Center, which has got a different name now, kind of like this church. Uh, but that's where we grew up our whole lives. And uh, we've been in ministry for years. Uh, now I'm the executive director of Adult and Teen Challenge in the Puget Sound. So basically, everything, a Teen Challenge from, I would say, basically Bellingham all the way down to Vancouver. Uh, we have two campuses. So our men's campus is in Renton. And of course, you already know our women's campus that's in Graham. Uh, Stacy's doing an awesome job, and I love what is happening there. That campus is full. We've got 24 women in the program, uh, four interns, a staff member living on site. It's going great. Our men's campus has 20 beds. We've got 20 men in the program, and we've got three plus another intern coming next month. Uh, and you're going to hear in a minute from one of our staff who also came through the program. What I'm excited about, and, and these guys are going to share their story with you briefly, is that the whole pastor was talking about uh, is through Jesus Christ. Um, we have a program, it's great. Our, our men are in place where they're safe, they have a roof over their head, they have a meal prepared, they, you know, they've got a lot of things going on during the day, they're encouraged all day, but without Jesus, that's just a lot of really good and nice things. But Jesus is making the difference in their lives, and I know that uh, in just a minute they're gonna share with you, but I wanted to say thank you for being a church that believes and has the hope for those that had no hope because that's what our students come like. They come from real desperate situations and you'll hear some of those uh, in addition to our video. But God is doing that work. I'm so excited to be part of this team and uh, after church would love to meet with you. I may know you, you might know me, I'm not sure. I've already run into an alumnus and other friends uh, from in the past. Uh, but God bless you, church. Thank you, Pastor uh, Peter. And I'm going to invite Soren up here. He's our staff member and three students. And they're going to tell you a little more about what God's doing at our program. Hey, everybody. Yeah, so my name is Soren. I'm the outreach coordinator uh, with the Seattle campus. So, yeah, we're in Renton. Uh, yeah, Sean Custer, his story is awesome. He just graduated in uh, September, and he's doing really good now. He's working, uh, he's in uh, absolute uh, ministry, so it's a transitional housing, and he's doing really good. So it's cool to see his story. I'm gonna call him later and let him know I saw that. But we have three students uh, here, uh, Jared, Charles, and Brandon. Uh, I also went through the program. I went through it in 2019. I graduated in 2020. Uh, I did the internship, and now, yeah, I'm here as a staff member. So I'm gonna start with, uh, Brandon, uh, and so how did God, uh, or how did you find out about uh, Teen Challenge? Um, hi, I'm Brandon. Uh, I found out about Teen Challenge through a family friend. Um, my dad's a pastor, so um, I've known God my entire life, but because of pride and rebellion and wanting to be liked by people, I didn't honestly see my potential. I ran away from God, um, even though he time and time again through my dad kept telling me, you're going down the wrong path, kept warning me, warning me, warning me. But I wanted to be popular. I wanted, I was a baseball player. I was supposed to go pro. Um, I had all these teams looking at me and it just went to my head. I just fell so hard. Um, year into college, I got a DUI. And because of uh, my dad's situation, my mom's situation, I lost my car because I ran into a telephone pole and um, because of my drinking and drugging. Um, but uh, I became 
addicted to pills. I became addicted to everything under the sun. I just trying to cram everything, you know, try to fill that hole in my heart, which only God can fill. But I, I tried with so many different things and none of it worked. And uh, my dad got hip cancer. And the last thing before he died, he, he was like, you need to go to Teen Challenge. You need to find God again. You can't do anything in this world without God. And I cried out to God, and God just was like, you got to go, or you're going to die. It was either that or death. Um, fentanyl pills right now is very, yeah, it, it'll kill you. And you don't know what change you're going to get, but I know a lot of people that have died from it. Yeah. So what has God been doing in your life here in the program? Um, so I've known God my whole entire life, so... God's been telling me I have such a good relationship with him now. He's fully surrendered. When you fully surrender to God, he just he starts talking to you. Oh, the open dialogue. I have an open dialogue with God all day long because that's, I mean, what else am I going to do? You think about the past, think about the future, it all gets you in trouble. So I just constantly just ask God questions. I pray for people. I just just keep asking God, God, please just help me. And so now I'm, uh, I stepped out in faith, and uh, I did a sermon last Wednesday, and I got another one um, that I'm doing. But um, I want to do teaching and preaching and healing, praying for healing, because I, I, my dad was a healer. And those are the things, like, that's my purpose. I know my purpose now is to spread something that was so given to me in my time of darkness and my time of need. God just... Here, you know everything you need to become, you know, a disciple of God. You need a preacher, teacher. Just go and do it. Stop having fear, anxiety, stress, all those things that come against you. He was just like, you know what to do. So here you go. Awesome. Cool. Good to hear your story, Brandon. So Jared. Talk to Mike to Jared. And... So what, what's your story like before Teen Challenge? How did you uh, end up coming here? Okay, so I was uh, homeless and addicted to drugs, and um, I stepped on a piece of glass, and I was basically dragging myself around on the, uh, on the sidewalks of Seattle. Like, during around this season, it was like exactly a year ago today, I think, because uh, I checked with the doctor, and she said that I got a tetanus shot about a year ago. I, at first, I didn't want to go to the hospital because I, they didn't have drugs there for me. And I was still trying to find drugs, like trying to ask people for money and ask, and trying to go pick up, even though I had like I couldn't, I could barely move. And um, I eventually went to the hospital, um, and then I, I got like uh, medical taxied back to my dad's house and stuff, but he wouldn't let me there. And it was just like a really hard time. I had to figure out how to live with a with like a foot, like a really injured foot, with um, still trying to find drugs, and it was just. I was kind of like rock bottom for me. And I was asked if I wanted to go to rehab. And originally I went to rehab because, um, I, well, I said yes because I uh, I think, um, oh, because uh, because I, I just wanted to like get off the streets and have like a place to stay. But then after a while, like it started sinking in, you know, maybe this is actually, you know, like a good, uh, the right place for me to be. So I think it was like God's nudge for me to go in there for me to step on a piece of glass. So um <laughs> Yeah, he's really doing a lot of a lot of wonders in my life right now. Um, even just little things like that. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I remember talking to you and and bringing you in. How did uh, how has God been working in your life in the program? Um, 
Okay, so he's basically, um, like, I'm learning a lot about the word, and I'm, I'm, I'm learning a lot about what it, what it means to be a follower of Jesus, and, like, the things that I used to, like, basically worship, or, like, you know, uh, things of, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm learning, like, how to be, like, comfortable and, like, joyful without, like, something, like, I was basically obsessed with consumption items, like, I was, I was, like, obsessed with, like, stuff that I could, like, intake into my body, and I'm learning how to, like, be happy without, without that even, you know, and, like, with, with something that I can't, like, take into my body, you know what I mean, but, like, it's just, like, it's, 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 like, you know, it almost feels like it's not there, but I, but I believe that it is, so it, like, it's, like, I feel like that's healthy for me, and I, and, and I want to spread that joy also to other people. Then is is God restoring anything in your life as far as your family and and all that? Um, yeah, he is. He's uh, he's actually. Um, I hadn't talked to my mom in a few years, and I just recently talked to her on the phone for the first time in a long time, and that was really cool. And he's also restoring a lot of relationship, a lot of relationship with my dad as well. And uh, my mom's actually going to be coming to our Thanksgiving party, so it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what are your plans after Teen Challenge? So after Teen Challenge, um, if there's an intern spot available, I might take that, or I might go to Teen Challenge Ministry Institute in in uh, California. Awesome. All right, Charles. So this is Charles. He's another student. So go ahead and introduce yourself. And how, how did you hear about Teen Challenge? Hello, my name is Charles, and. Um, I heard about Teen Challenge in 1982. Um, I was in lockup. Um, I was started getting high when I was 11. Come from a dysfunctional household. Um, when my dad left, I rebelled, went crazy, um, started doing a bunch of stupid things. Um, I was taken out of the house and placed in foster care at 11. Um, and at 12, I got locked up for um, just doing stupid things, uh, running away, being truant, um, drinking, smoking. But um, while I was in lockup, I was reading, um, there was a book, The Crossing the Switchblade, that I came across um, by David Wilkerson, and I read that while I was in there and uh, heard the story about Nikki Cruz, but also in that book, they talked about a teen challenge, which was, uh, this was in 1982. We'll fast forward to the 2000s, you know, and I was, uh, I've been battling addiction um, for a long time. Um, I've been in 11 treatments, um, all secular, um, thought that they would work, um, seeking everything that the world would say would work and help me, um, but it never did. Um, I would have, sometimes I would have bouts of sobriety um, only to be faced with uh, the reality that I did not like myself. I did not like my situation, where I came from. Um, I did not like the, you know, just the hand that life had dealt me. And I found out that that was the reason why I was getting high. But also another reason why I was getting high is because I didn't have a relationship with the Lord. Who um, I had known him as a child. Um, but I was in a hotel, um, suicidal thinking of ways to kill myself, um, doped out of my mind, just hopeless. And 
I can remember, I think I, I texted one of my friends and they were like, just, just hold on, you know, don't, don't do it. Don't, you know, um, but at that time, uh, I heard something in my spirit say teen challenge, you know, and I was like, wow, teen challenge. Okay. So I called my cousin or texted him. And I was like, you know, Hey, can you help get me in teen challenge? Have you heard of teen challenge? He was like, yeah, I've heard of it. I said, well, can you get me in there? Can you help get me in there? And he was like, um, I said, I don't know. I, I told him, I said, I don't know what it's about, but I believe that it would help me. And he said, I don't think that it wouldn't. I think it will as well. So he called Eric in the Renton campus. And from there, um, the process was set in place. And here I am. Um, and I'm here. I came in, in January. Yep. And I left like a thief in the night because I didn't want I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to move wood and stack wood and out in the cold. They didn't, I didn't sign up for this. So I left and, you know, just being full of myself, being full of Charles, being full of pride and ego and just thinking that I could do it myself. But the Lord told me to go there and to surrender to him. But I took matters into my own hands. I left and only to find out that nothing's changing out there it's the same old garbage the devil is still at work trying to steal kill and destroy so um after going to treatment going to recovery getting a job um my counselor said well hey you need to go back to where you know finish what you started and i called a couple of people my uncle he passed and uh just a couple of months ago and he i told him my idea i'm gonna go back he was like i think that's a good good idea so i went back and that was six months ago and I'm determined to make it through the teen challenge and to just overcome what I need and face what I need to face and let the Lord be the Lord of my life to get rid of self. Um, in Second Timothy, Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 11, 12, and 13, it says, This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he would deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. And it's just telling me that I need to surrender to him. He's going to, he's, he is who he says he is. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. And I just have to walk in that. And that's what I'm doing. Today. Amen. So what are your plans for after teen challenge? My plans for after Teen Challenge um, ministry, I know it's going to be some, it's going to have something to do with the ministry, whether it's serving in Teen Challenge, whether it's uh, preaching, being a drug counselor, a Christian drug counselor, that is, you know, or just, you know, something It's going to be, it's going to have to do with the ministry awesome. and serving Jesus. Thank you. Well, I'll share my testimony as well. So I, uh, I came to Christ uh, in Teen Challenge, but I grew up in a Christian household, so I knew about God, and I had a lot of good information from my parents. I'm really grateful for that, but I personally didn't know uh, Jesus. So because of that, it was really easy for me to turn towards some other things that would fill that void in my life, and uh, I ended up turning towards uh, drugs uh, started with weed and alcohol and then eventually went into harder drugs uh, when I started doing harder drugs my life started to fall apart slowly but surely and um, eventually I uh, started to get uh, psychosis uh, and my life just continued to spiral out of control and then I met Jesus 
and people started saying I was really crazy because I, I knew God now. And I started talking about God and God speaking to me and he's telling me things. And, um, and then he eventually brought me to Teen Challenge shortly after that, after I started really looking into the Bible and, and God started speaking to me. He brought me to Teen Challenge. I wasn't ready yet. I left. Uh, the director at the time came in and he started checking me in and I was like, ah, no, I got to go. Uh, I got to try this again. So similar to Charles' story there, and uh, yeah, I found out that it, I wasn't going to be able to make it happen. Uh, I ended up, I was in the streets of Seattle, I was sleeping in a dumpster, and I got dumped in a trash compactor uh, in downtown Seattle, and then just crashed my vehicle, I went to jail, and just all these things just happened all after another, and uh, God just used those situations to bring me to the end of my rope, to the end of myself. Uh, and it was at that place where I would decided to come back into the program. And uh, God met me there and changed my life. I got baptized a couple months into the program and just, yeah, never left. And he's been working mightily in my life. And it's How you go from uh, sleeping in a dumpster to being a leader in a ministry like this is a pretty amazing story. And uh, God opens closed doors where you don't see any way out. And God sends his angels and provides uh, hope where there's no hope. We thought it'd be best to uh, close a gathering like this by having a time of prayer and worship. And we're going to invite um, everybody in just a moment. We're all going to stand. But I'm going to invite about 10 of these guys to come just uh, face the crowd here today. And they're going to be willing to pray for you and um, any need you have in your life. And also very specifically, if you have someone in your life um, that you care for, that maybe, maybe some of these stories reminded you of a friend or a family member. I want to challenge you to come and pray with someone that you don't even know, but they know what it's like to find hope in a situation like this. And then I'd like to ask you maybe to text that person if that's possible in your situation and just say, hey, just so you know, I went forward at church today. I heard some inspirational stories, and I went forward at church today, and I prayed for you specifically, and someone you don't know prayed for you. I think there's some power uh, in that. So can I invite you to stand where you are? And uh, guys, if you guys would just make yourself available here to pray. Um, you're not praying with someone who doesn't understand those needs, and you're not praying with someone who doesn't care whatever's going on in your life. They care. Um, they're here, and this is an incredible on-fire unique time in their lives and so to have them pray for you is powerful so we're going to sing a song and i'm going to invite you even now to come and just pray and just share your situation share someone you want to pray for they'll pray for any need you have uh, and specifically for some friends and family or if that's your situation today and we're going to worship god after the song is sung i'm going to come and close us in prayer don't miss this opportunity if there's someone on your heart if there's a need in your life would you come and bring it to the lord in prayer let's worship let's sing and let's seek god for our friends and our family
Let's pray together, can we? God, when we don't have strength, would you be our strength? God, would you be our shield when we feel defenseless? God, would you be with that person today who feels suicidal? And God, would you bring them hope? Lord, for that person that we know and we love that is incarcerated, would you bring them hope? God, that person who's addicted, that person who's wandered away from you, God, that person that we love that is living on the streets or homeless, God, would you bring them hope? Jesus, you restore. Lord, you do things like take people from a place of devastation and bring them to a place of restoration and even leadership. And God, I pray, Lord, in our city, God, that you would do something brand new in all the hopelessness through Olympia, Lacey, and Tumwater. God, that your hand would move in remarkable ways. God, for the people that we love that we've been praying for today, God, we just pray. We see absolute change. God, take away the hopelessness and let this city, God, experience the love and the hope of Jesus. God, thank you for this ministry. We pray abundant resources upon them and everything they're doing, God, as they go on to do greater new things in their lives, God, let it be a surprise even to them. God, we love you, and we pray hope in our lives, our church, and our city. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Aren't you glad you came to church today? What a great day. Listen, if you're a guest today, there's a guest kiosk right outside the doors. Make sure you stop by and say hi. Also, a lot of these guys, this ministry is going to be at the table in the lobby as well, all right? God bless you. Have a great week in the Lord.